Hey, welcome to the Sharpway Show. It is Larry Sharp here, 7 p.m. on the East Coast. I know it's kind of a holiday, but I decided to show up anyway because why not? Maybe we'll do a shorter show tonight. Maybe we'll do something like that if you guys are out. Are you celebrating? Maybe. Happy Independence Day. I think that's a great uh, a great day that we're celebrating today or yesterday, whatever you were doing. So all good. I, I As always, it is the Ask Me Anything. And as always, I try to bring up something from the weekend to kind of spur conversation, something that usually bugged me or bothered me. And very often it's either Michael Smirconish or it's Free Zakaria. Second week in a row, it's Free Zakaria. He's bringing up something that a lot of people aren't noticing. The right people I think are though. And that is you're finding CNN and the, the more neutral leaning CNN anchors, which are almost only the Sunday shows, are actually starting to see the problems with what's happening right now, right? That's that's the issue. They're kind, of, they're kind of seeing the problems that's happening right now, particularly with Democrats, Republicans, Democrats, and also attacking Democrats, which is, as you know, in CNN, not very common. So let me bring up what um, Fareed was talking about, and I think you'll get where I'm going with this right away. We've all read stories about how Americans don't care about history. Mm -hmm. A few years ago, a survey found that only one in three Americans could pass the citizenship test that is required of all immigrants seeking naturalization. But that tells us more about the decline of civics education than about what Americans value. Now, let me touch that as you have heard me touch this, I don't know, a bazillion times. Why don't Americans know a lot about history? Well, most people say Americans are dumb or Americans don't care or whatever is the attack on the American. But you know what I'm going to talk about? Yeah, the system. You knew that one already. Of course you did. The system is the problem. Someone once asked me, they said, Larry, you know, what's the number one problem in education? Number one, is it, you know, bad teachers? Is it the union? Is it curriculum? You know, what's the bad thing that's so terrible? And there are many aspects that deal with education. There are many of them, and they all mix and match together. And different areas have worse problems with their own issues, obviously all different. But if I had to pick one important thing that is overarching, that affects everything, federal funding. Yes, you might go, federal funding? Why, Larry, why does that matter? Who, he's talking about civics and history. Why would you care about federal funding, Larry? That's just you and you libertarians hating big government. Well, that's true. However, that isn't the reason why I said that. The reason why I said that is, what is the number one reason why there aren't civics or good history classes in most schools? Not on the test. Yeah, not on the test. What is the number one way that, 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 uh, what number one and number two together what are the two top ways that most schools and or high schools are rewarded with cash? Well, the most two top, and it's a third, the two top are either their rankings on the testing or if it's a high school, their percentage of college placement, which is based upon what? English and language and your SAT or your AG or your ACT, whatever, right? It's all based on testing. It forces us to care about testing. The third way, by the way, is grants, which is a big deal, which is grant writing. And what are you grant writing for? Money from the federal government or the state government, but in this case, often the federal government. Why does that matter? Because to get those monies or that money to write the grants, to to have the numbers, prepare the data, 
That takes bureaucrats, lots of them. That takes administrators, lots of them. That's even more of an expense. So it's more expensive to get the federal funds. So that costs more money and now more people, I'm sorry, more more salaries. And the average administrator, an actual administrator, meaning not uh, um, service personnel, an actual administrator, in New York State at least, is twice the salary average than a teacher. Twice. There are some administrators right now in New York State who make three or $400,000 a year. You heard me right. You're a school administrator and you make three or $400,000 a year. I'm sure this isn't the only thing where that's true. I know that's true in my state. It's probably true in your state too, but I don't know that. I know my state. So that's another issue, but not just that. Why would you focus on civics or history or whatever the case may be when the test is math and English? So you push math and English because that's on the test. Well, SAT, do we got history and SAT? At least when I was here, you didn't. They made, did they change it? I don't think they did. It wasn't on the SAT, wasn't on the ACT. History wasn't on that. Is it now? I don't think so. It's still math and English. So of course you don't teach civics. So of course you don't teach history. Why would you? Yes, that's the problem, right? Not just that. Most of this is done not at the, at the federal, most of it's done at the state level, right? Most of it is. Federal funding is a big deal. The second piece is state funding. Well, Larry, it's just you libertarians hating, you know, federal funding and state funding. That's true, but that isn't why I'm saying it. The problem is now when you buy books, purchasing books, it has to now cover a swath of who knows how many school districts with one purchase. With one purchase. But imagine if you had to instead not have one purchase, but many purchases, each one separate. Is it as valuable to be corrupt anymore? Well, Larry, you're saying there'd be no more corruption? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's not as valuable to be corrupt. It takes more time, energy, and money. Therefore, by default, there will be less corruption. But there's always going to be corruption. I can't end corruption. I wish I had magic powers. I would do so. I can't. But if I can get all of Texas with one buy, that's worth corruption. I can get all of New York State with one buy. So worth it. Well, now I'm an administrator and nothing news happened in my state or my school district for, I don't know, two years. What's my value? I better come up with a new plan. Otherwise, I don't have a job. I'm not joking. If you've worked in school districts, you know that's true. So, yeah, change the funding. Some of that stuff will change. I know some of you just mad at me, but still, if you're not that mad at me, then do me a favor, like, comment, and share. It does matter. If you're not mad at me, do that. I appreciate that. Let me grab a couple of comments if I could. All right, here. Let me see what I can do. Got a bunch of these. Uh, wow, a lot of comments. Okay, so Michael says I'm celebrating the fifth, uh, a fifth on July. Ooh, how was your fourth? I like that. Enjoy the enjoy your fifth. I like that. It's very good. Um, I don't drink. I know people think it's crazy, but I, I don't drink. I'm very square. The only drug I use is caffeine. That's it. That's my drug of choice. That's all. So I I don't get drunk. I had a nice fourth with my family. Mostly, most of my time I spent with my wife on the fourth. But yes, it was good. So, all right. Um, Joe says, so true. I know non-citizens that know more about the Constitution and history than citizens. Yes, Joe. But it's not because the non-citizen is any smarter or not smarter, right? The intellect level, I'm sure, is similar to any other American. But by, by percentage, obviously, I'm sure there are some super smart 
non-citizens and some probably not so smart non-citizens, I would assume. But the point is they have a reason to do so, right? There is a, there is a, a rule or an image, I'm sorry, an environment to get them to do it, right? One of the reasons why I did my Israeli-Palestine conflict video is I went to my oldest daughter who's in high school and I said, what do you know about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict? She said, what I heard on Twitter. I'm not joking, that's what she said. I asked my younger, who's in sixth grade, and I said, what, are you gonna, what do you know about the Palestinian-Israeli conflict? She said, what's that? that that's, and that's New York City, right? I live in New York City. One heard on Twitter, one said, what's that? That's where we are, yes. Lepke says, I'm a history fanatic, but most people are simply not interested, and it's only partial, uh, partial of the school system. Um, but why are they not interested, right? I mean, you might be right, but I don't know. When, when when you see, when I sit with friends and we talk about history in any way, they tend to be interested. And the videos that I do here when I cover history, people tend to enjoy. And then people will often look up stuff and they'll actually help me. You've seen people do it. Like, I'm like, I forgot something. Because I do most of my history from memory, which of course, I'm just human and I make errors and forget things. So people often go, oh, no, no, Larry, what you meant was this. And, and they get into it. I think history absolutely can be fun if the environment supports it. I, I think our environment doesn't. So, yes. Adam uh, says, I always remember the South Park Chinese commentators in Dodgeball. Oh, yes. I remember this one. What do you call an American person with a PhD in science and math? What? A stupid American. I remember that joke. Yes. And they got they said, you're going to get us in trouble. I remember that. That was actually funny. Yes. <laughs> um, Andrew says, the Regents exams can go the hell away. They're so full of crap. And thank you for that, Andrew. I'll actually say that too. New York State has this whole Regents diploma from high school thing, which is nothing but a colossal waste of time. Utterly and totally useless. And why? Tons of administrators. Useless. Like you want to, I'm going to have Regents diploma or diploma in this, diploma in that. Never has any employer grabbed your resume and said, whoa, Regents diploma from a New York State high school? You're hired. Never happened ever. Nobody cares. Never happened ever. Nobody cares. If our entire regent system went away in New York State tomorrow, nobody would even notice except the administrators who'd be fired. Otherwise, no one else would notice, be noticed. It, it means nothing. It is completely, completely useless. So, yes. Um, Sam says, instead of defunding police, we should defund schools. You're going to get us in trouble, Sam. Unions are pushing CRT, even though it's racist propaganda, zero faith in our institutions. That second part is my bigger worry, Sam. Because once we don't have faith in the institutions, then what will the changes matter? They won't trust the changes, right? So now if an institution actually does go, wait a minute, we need to make some changes. We need to make some adjustments. Do we even trust them anymore? That's the bigger problem, right? That's the biggest problem. Don't give me in trouble. But yes. So Yes. All right, uh, let's see if I can go here real fast. Um, the problem is keeping the job competitive. How do you get the best people to choose education? How do you balance the pay? It is. I, I, I wish it was an easy answer. It isn't easy. I was giving you what I thought was the biggest chunk of it, but you're right. There's lots of other issues here. But again, if you're able to take away so many of the administrators, I think you'll find more money for teachers and for programs and for other things that a local school district might need that may be more important. So I think that's it. I hope that is, is good. Tom says, AMA. So what do you think about New York City screwing up ranked choice voting? 
given what might have happened to you. Yeah, I think it's on purpose. I think the elites can't stand ranked choice voting at all. They hate it. They think it's a terrible idea. Why? They might actually lose, right? They might actually lose. They can't stand it. Of course, they, they made no attempt to assist. They made no attempt to make it work right. They let it fail. But it still worked in the long run. It just looked really bad. They're hoping that it'll slow down, that, that New York will not grab it quickly at all because that would change everything. Yes. All right, let me grab a little, go a little bit further in this one and what he talks about. He does cover some more things I want to bring up. In fact, this country has always passionately discussed and debated its past. We yes. are going through a particularly bitter period of contestation now. Very bitter. Some Americans argue for a deeper reckoning with our history. Yep. And others decry what they see as efforts to denigrate the country. And that Take is the most my biggest problem. Controversy. Last. Right. You're going to talk about the, the woman who, uh, who, the, the, the woman who uh, turned her back on the flag. But before he gets there, the thing that bothers me is that why, if you talk about history, does it have, have to either be a reckoning or a whitewash? It can't just be let's discuss what happened, right? In any relationship, right, any relationship, whatever that relationship is, you and your significant other, you and your mom or your dad, you and your sister or brother you had a fight with, in any relationship, you got to bring up the bad stuff and walk through it. But if the point of the bad stuff, right, if, if I'm fighting with my wife and my wife and I bring up the past and my entire goal is, see, you owe me, if that's my entire goal of the conversation, that's not going to go well. Or if she's like, yeah, now you better, if that's how she's talking, that's not going to go well. The reckoning part is one or the other is not going to work well. Well, that wasn't that important. Well, so what? If I'm saying so what to her feelings or if she's saying so what to my feelings, that's not going to work either. So neither does reckoning nor does whitewashing work. What actually works is a conversation and some empathy. You hear me say this all the time because it matters. It matters in one-on-one -on -one relationships, in small groups, in large groups, and in nations. It does matter. You've got to be able to go, yes, this stuff happened. And man, it did. And it sucked. That's terrible. That ha at least that has to happen. Or how can we even have a conversation? We can't because one side saying, you owe me. And the other side saying, Psh, get over it. A again, imagine if you're in a relationship with anybody, your parent, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whatever. Hopefully not both if you're in monogamous, but whatever, right? But someone in your life you're in, you're in a relationship with and one or both of you is either you owe me or you don't matter. Doesn't matter. Get over it. It's never going to work well. That's where we are now. Freeze right here. It's not going to work. We have to have a better way of doing this. This week, Gwen Berry finished third in a U.S. Olympic trials event and mm -hmm. turned away in protest as yes. the national anthem was played. In explaining her behavior, she said, If you know your history, you know the full song of the national anthem. The third paragraph speaks to slaves in America, our blood being slain and, and piltered all over the floor. Mm -hmm. It's disrespectful and it does mm -hmm. not speak for black Americans. Now, wherever she's right, I want to be clear. She's accurate in what she said. It's an accurate statement. But guess what? We don't use the third verse like we don't use the third verse. 
That's it's a third or second verse. I think it's a third verse. I think it's a third verse. We're yeah, talking about slavery. That's true. 100 percent true. Yes. And we don't use that one, do we? We use the first verse. Or is it the second? I forgot which verse it is, but I think we use the first verse and the one somebody's the third verse. There, she's correct, but we're not using it. And if you want to talk about it, I don't have a problem talking about it. Talk about, hey, you know what? That was that song had some bad stuff in it. Okay, let's talk about it. I'm not have a problem with that. But now you're going to be mad. Now the entire anthem goes in the garbage. Now the entire anthem's gone because the third verse sucked, which we don't even use. That's the reckoning piece, right? That's the reckoning piece that doesn't work. Or, of course, the other side, which is, well, who cares? Don't worry about it. No, no, no. Do some homework. And free, I'm going to give free credit here. He actually says this. You come out on this issue. I will confess it forced me to learn more about the Star Spangled Banner. Which, which was nice. adopted as national anthem only in 1931. That's third verse does indeed make third harsh verse. references to slaves who dared to try to escape their captivity. And the person who wrote it, Francis Scott Key, was a nasty racist. Americans care about history because the stakes are high. But that's the point. He was a nasty, nasty racist. There's nothing wrong with ex- accepting that as true. You can accept that as true. It doesn't mean that by default that the national anthem is no longer valid. It doesn't mean that by default. It doesn't mean that you have to judge people by their time. I would bet that in 18, what was it, 1810? I forgot when that was. No, that was like 18, was that 1813? Whenever it was, it was 18, 18, teen, 18 teens when that song was written. I bet most Americans were racist. I would assume that to be true. Slavery was, was rocking and rolling. I bet most people were. So does that mean every American was bad then? Were there extra bad people? Now, don't get me wrong. He might have been bad even for his time. I actually don't know that. But maybe he was. And if he was, then let's not call him awesome. Let's call him what he was if he was bad for his time. It doesn't destroy the song. And that's the problem. But I am happy to go do some homework on the guy. Learn something. What's wrong with that? This is a country founded not on blood and soil nationalism, but on ideas. That's why we have the concept of something being un-American that is contrary to these American ideals. It's rare to hear a position described as un-Italian or Mm un-Russian. You can espouse any ideas and still be Russian because your nationalism is unrelated to ideology. And this is another important piece I want to bring up. You know, the idea that most other countries, not all, but most of the countries are heavily based upon things like birthright. And as he says, blood and soil, those are important things for many people in other nations. It's true for many people. That is true in America. Not so much. It's rare. I mean, some people I'm sure still think that way, but it's rare for Americans to think that way. We're we're united much more by symbols, ideology, things like that. Many of you probably remember the story I've, I've told many times. When I was in Japan, uh, I used to teach English. And when I was there, there were people who, my teachers, some of my students would say, Larry, why do you Americans get so angry when people burn your flag? No one gets angry in Japan when they burn our flag. That's why nobody ever burns a, a Japanese flag, because we don't care. And I'm like, yeah, because you guys are Japanese and you are united by many different things. You have a similar culture. You speak a similar language. Uh, most of the religion is very similar. You go to similar schools. You read similar books. You're very similar in many ways. You are very similar in many ways. You are united by so many other things. Americans aren't. 
right? Our symbols are what unites us because it's a symbol of our ideology. That's what unites us. We don't all speak the same language. You don't all have the same religion. We don't have or read all the same books. We don't go to the same schools. It's not the same thing. We're very different in that regard. And many of us aren't even born in our country. So we don't have that same thing, right? My mother and my wife are both immigrants. So yes, we don't have the same blood and soil ideology than, than others do. So it does, it does matter. Absolutely. And he, he's right in this. I'm just being, I'm giving him credit for courage to do. He's correct. The United States, however, is a nation dedicated to a proposition, yes. to use Abraham Lincoln's famous phrase. When we debate the past, we are debating the meaning of America. Yes. As the historian Henry Steele Commager once observed, even though European states often came into being more recently, mm-hmm. Italy and Germany became nation states yep, about 100 years after America. Those countries still had millennia of prior history, tradition, so and myths behind them. We didn't have that. Of them, it can be said that the nation was a product of history, Commodore mm-hmm. wrote. But with the United States, history was the creation of the nation. Yes. For very Americans, different. the country's history is not the accumulation of past events, but rather the product of active choices that highlight the country's meaning and message. Constantly, guys. There was no golden age when Americans lived in happy agreement. After all, the country began with deep discord. The Constitution itself was so bitterly opposed by powerful voices that it could only be adopted along with 10 amendments to the document. We've been fighting for two two centuries. For almost two and a half centuries since then, Americans have debated fiercely over everything, from national expansion to economics to wars to, above all, slavery. Slavery and its consequences are the greatest disgrace in American history. So naturally, this is the issue that produces the biggest and most wrenching debate. I realize that people sometimes hear outlandish assertions Mm -hmm. or see symbolic protests that make them wince or feel that a point is being taken too far this time. Yes. But the airing of ideas, thoughts, and passions is all part of life in a free society. Yes. It is a much better indication of a country's vitality so than no some imposed culture? heroic history that glosses over failures and mistakes and misdeeds. If that means we have to grapple with the reality that men like Thomas Jefferson or Woodrow Wilson were yep. complicated characters with great <clears throat> achievements and great flaws, well, that happens to be the truth. It's we should true. have faith that in a free society, we can honor men and women for what they did right and hold them to account for what they did wrong. But I want to I want to stress on this piece. He's right again. I love what he's saying. We should we should just look at history and judge people by their peer group and hold them accountable for what they did wrong. But huge but here. But based upon their peer group. Right. People have asked me often, Larry, who's your favorite president? And almost always I'll say George Washington. But Larry, he was a slave owner. He was. Absolutely. And so were a bunch of people at that time in America who were creating America. If I'm going to say everyone who owned a slave was a bad person, then I guess most of our founding fathers were bad people. I don't want to go there. I judge them by their peer group. Now, here's where I, the reason why I like George Washington is because he stepped down. In, in 1700s, or for him, 1800, when you stepped down from power, that was almost unheard of across the globe. Who did that? Who relinquished power when they were at the top of the food chain? It didn't happen. So that is what makes George Washington great. Here is a bad part, which I'm unhappy. When George Washington died, he didn't free his slaves. 
and he didn't have kids. That was crappy. He had enough money when he died that his wife would have been totally fine with the cash he had, but he did not free his slaves. That was crappy. And I will say that. That was horrible. He should have freed his freaking slaves. He should have. He didn't because people at that time did do that. So I can judge him by people around him. There were people who, when they died, if they didn't have children, would free their slaves. That kind of thing did happen. So he could have done that, and he didn't. That's crappy. The fact that he owned slaves, so did so many people. What am I going to do? Judge him by that? And you might go, but Larry, how can you? In theory, he might have owned your ancestors. I don't know. That's possible. He may have. I still want to literally judge someone by their peer group. So you hold them accountable by their peer group, by their time, not by today's standards. By today's standards, anyone born after like 1995 is evil. I mean, something like that. Is that about right? You were born before 1995, you're guaranteed you're just evil. Just guaranteed. It's, It's unsustainable, not helpful. It doesn't work. Let me uh, go a little bit further. And what he's kind of talking about is basically cancel culture, which he's right. We don't want that. It's a bad idea. And this guy's CNN. Many are concerned that in this intellectual atmosphere of anything goes, bad ideas, even dangerous ideas, might be let loose. They might. So fight against them with your own better ideas. Better ideas. Cancel culture on the left is a worrying and profoundly illiberal trend. Yes, it is. But perhaps more worrying are the raft of laws being passed by Republican state legislatures that ban the teaching of certain ideas and theories. The rights version of cancel culture is fast becoming legal censorship and state propaganda. Well, he kind of had to do that, didn't he? He kind of he had to make the Republicans worse. He's a he's a he's a Democrat. He had to make Republicans worse. But what, what I would say, though, at least is he did at least talk about. CNN talked about Democrats and cancel culture. Not a bad deal, guys. Not at all a bad deal. Let me grab some more um, uh, comments if I can and go down some more of these if I can. I, I appreciate you guys, you know, putting up with me, giving you my two cents from the weekend and and moving forward in those. So um, James says, what are your thoughts on Justin Moss interviews on both George Stephanopoulos and for reason.com? Um, I saw his George Stephanopoulos piece. I thought it was nice. It was good. I saw I saw him in Michigan and he brought it up during his presentation. I ran the fundraiser in, in Michigan that was two weeks ago, three weeks ago, whatever it was. I, I lose track of time all the time nowadays. I mean, it was good. He was talking about things that were real. It was good. Um, no one supported him, which is the norm, which is good. I didn't watch his reason one. Um, I hardly ever watch reason. Reason doesn't like me for some reason. They like never put me on ever. So I don't watch them. I guess we're we're even. So I I didn't watch the one on reason. So I don't know. So uh, Tom says, oh, did that one already? Um, Tommy Brown says American history is fine, but let's assure that schools are teaching honest American history, not this crap that's being taught. There is no Indiana state history being taught now. Kids here know nothing of local state and republic history. What they do teach it. Is a United Nations socialism, mother government, brainwashing BS. This is a problem also, right? Because you have to whitewash it because there's so much of it. So it's difficult to drill down on any place. It's hard. And it's tough to even get local um, local um, history. Luckily, New York does a decent job of New York history. It's not great, but it's not bad. Most kids who go through New York elementary school 
we'll learn generic, at least something about New York history. We'll learn, you know, where the first people came here, the, the, the Native Americans who were here. They'll learn the colonies that were here. Uh, they'll learn basic ideas about the, the the Revolutionary War here. So they will learn some of these things. I know I've gone through it with both my daughters. Um, they will learn something. I don't know about Indiana, but New York is is okay, but it's not great. It's it's just, it's not great. So yeah. All right. Um, Rebecca says, I love my American history and U.S. civic classes. It was taught because of the New York Regents exam. Oh, wow. Rebecca, you found a reason for the Regents exam. Okay. No, no, I like that. There, there's a reason. Maybe that. See, Andrew, Rebecca has found a good reason for it. There, maybe there is one. Um, I kind of wish that everyone got it, regardless of the regions. But okay, we found something good. I actually forgot about that. Yes, Joe says history and lack thereof is written and taught by the victors. Yes, that's true. Which is why you you find that you know if if you. Uh, if you look at things like, and I'll bring this up, war movies, World War II in specific, look at American World War II movies. Most of them have been very glorious, right? With the exception of recently, there have been some harsher ones recently. But if you go like, the last 50 years after World War II, most of them were glorious and heroic and things of that sort. That was most of them. If you see World War II movies from Russia, most of them are glorious and heroic. Ever watched the German-made World War II movie? Yeah. Doesn't end well because they weren't the victors. So their, their war movies are almost always about the futility of war, how useless it is, how everybody loses. Bad, bad, bad. Their war movies don't end gloriously. Their war movies end terribly. So I think you know each person looks at history the way they feel, right, that history was – they see history through their eyes. And the victors – well, they get to write what they want. I completely agree. Yes. So um, Raymond says, New York City's mayor election, what a farce. It's diabolical that the Democrats are cheating themselves. You think they're cheating themselves? I don't understand what you mean by that. Do you think that ranked choice voting didn't work? I'm not sure where you're going with that one. I- I'm not sure what you mean with that, Raymond. Could you be clear next time? Uh, Josh says, the Colonials and uh, Founders actually drank a lot. I think I think Prohibition would have started another revolution. <laughs> In their time. Yes, yes. But we're starting to drink a lot now. COVID made us drink as a country a whole lot more. Yes, a whole lot more. Um, I bet you talk about CRT. Uh, so much fake news going on about the 40-something-year-old program. When I read so far as designated to question Amherst. Oh, yes. That's what I was about. You know, I, I did a show on CRT. In theory, and again, I said in theory, it's not a bad theory to be talking about in college, even high school. It's not a bad theory. But the way it's being taught, and I know people will tell, if you're on the left, I'm, I guarantee someone's going to tell me it's not being taught to kids. Yes, it is. I have two kids in public school. Yes, it is. If anyone says it's not being taught, they either don't have kids in school or there's a tweak. Actually, what critical race theory is, the actual, actually the way it's taught in high school or college, that is not being taught in grade school and middle school. That's true. There is a bastardization that is being taught in in, in schools to the point where I don't want to say the details because my kids are still in school. 
because they will be, it, it will affect them. But to the point that my daughters are not dark skinned. And they have been, what's the word? I, mm, I guess singled out as maybe not, maybe not being able to talk about race because they're not dark enough. I'm not joking. And that comes out of my school system. Yeah. So if anyone tells you that a version, a bastardized version of CRT is not being taught in schools, that is a lie. It is. It is. I know. I live in New York City. It is. Now, again, to be clear, there is a nuance there. Actual critical race theory, which I spoke about, the actual theory that's taught at the college level, that is not being taught here because that's actually not that bad. Again, that concept, as I mentioned in the other, if you guys want to watch it, I did one on critical race theory if you want to watch that one. The, the actually critical race theory, what it actually is, it's taught at a college level, it's just another way, another lens of looking at things as you can look at it through via the Constitution, via race, via anything, right? That concept is not being taught in schools, a bastardized version, which, by the way, is far worse, far worse than actual CRT. So there is some nuance there for someone to understand. Yes. So, all righty. Um, Tom says, same here, leave history. Do it off the top of my head as well. Good to learn lessons from history, see what's going on around you. I agree completely. It doesn't mean I have to be mad, right? It doesn't mean I have to be mad. Yes. Ed says, when we see the country's own citizens hate their own country so much, they should trade up their citizenship to someone from another country who wants to live here. You know, there's just two parts to that, right? And I, I spoke about this last week. And some people weren't happy, but some people got it. I'm not against protesting. I'm not. Um, and I talked about the, the 60s protest, right, during the Olympics with the, the hands up in the air with the black gloves. I was okay with that. You still stood for the national anthem. You didn't turn your back on it. You just said, hey, we're in trouble. Give us help, solidarity. What's wrong with that? She literally disrespected everything. I mean, didn't want to show up, turned her back, walked away, covered her face. I mean, wow. Like, wow. I felt like, and, and if any of you remember or saw it on TV, the, the 60s protest with the fist in the air was, we're together, help us. We want to fix our country. We want to make things better. That's how I saw it. That's how my father saw it. That's how my mother saw it. That's how we saw it, right? In my household, that's how we saw that protest. This one is like, America sucks, to hell with it. Why would I bother? This country's terrible. Well, then why did you go to the Olympics to represent America then? Like, why did you do that? And, and I feel like it's a hatred. And there's a difference. Do I think my country needs work? Hell yes, it does. Of course it does. I don't hate my country. If I hated my country, I'd want it to be worse, wouldn't I? Or maybe I'd want it to collapse or something or whatever. Or I'd pack up and leave or whatever. I don't know. I, but I wouldn't be here trying to fix it. Clearly, I love my country, and it could be better. I don't think anyone watching these countries perfect. There's always a problem you can fix, so let's make it better. And if I'm gonna, I'm gonna point it out. I'll point it out. And if history in pointing it out is helpful, we should use it. If history in pointing out is not helpful, we should not use it. That should be our ruler. Is history going to help make our country better? It is. Let's use it. It's not why we why we're using it. It doesn't mean we don't have to learn it or shouldn't learn it. There's lots of stuff that many of us know, you know too, Ed, 
that has no real value. You just like it and you want to know it. And that's fine. And we should know more history. The parts that matter for us that we can work on and make things better, let's use those. Mr. Dayton, how are you, sir? I was terrible and hated history in school. Afterwards, I researched a lot of it because I realized it matters in the present world. Yes. And with today's internet, you can find anything you want. Absolutely. Yes. I love it. My two cents says, I say mandatory vote technical education for all. Take away the mandatory point and I'm good. No mandatory. I don't like that part. Yes. Samson is a former teacher. No amount of money slash benefits were worth it for me to teach common core math. Yes. Yes. So bad. And the math is racist stuff they want us to integrate. Unions did zero to fight it, by the way. Yeah, I know. And that's the system. People are trying to tell me that it's not happening. I'm putting my kids through it now. What you're saying, Sam, is literally happening. Yes. And Common Core is useless. It's stupid. It should not be mandatory. For those of you who don't know about Common Core, some of your states you may have it, some don't. There is a small percentage of kids who actually do learn better on Common Core. It's a small percentage, but some do. So why aren't we using Common Core as another tool for teachers? So if you're a teacher and you have a kid in your school, in your class, who's not learning well on standardized math and might learn better on Common Core, give that kid the Common Core curriculum. They'll learn better on it. Give them that. The idea of letting teachers teach, I know, nuts, right? Assuming teacher knows best. But what I get all the time is, well, then there's these lazy, bad teachers or whatever. That's what I hear all the time, right? And let me be very full. And Sam knows this. Sam's got back me on this one. The system encourages it. So that's why you have to use who that way. What winds up happening is some of our best and brightest teachers leave. And they either go to private schools or they leave the industry, period, because they can't take all the other stuff. Well, they got to have regulation. Well, who regulates them? Administrators who are nowhere near the kids, who are making twice as much money and who are now administrators, the bureaucrats. So I trust the bureaucrat more than a teacher? Did you might make a mistake. The bureaucrat might too. They're all just human beings. So if I have to trust somebody, if I'm going to put my kid in a building with some people who work for the government, which ones would I rather t- trust them to? Some administrator who's in a separate building who's only worried about their job versus a teacher who might still be that way, but the odds are they became a teacher. They're making less money. They probably do it because they love it. They care about the kids. They went through how many years of training and, 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 and schooling to become a teacher. They went through all that garbage. The odds are they want to teach. So don't get me wrong. There are bad teachers. They exist. But there are also bad bureaucrats. So if I got to pick the one I'm going to trust, I'm picking the teacher every day of the week. Every day of the week, I'm picking the teacher. But that's not what's happening in, in my state. And I don't think in any of the states. They're picking administrators. They're trusting administrators over teachers. And that, to me, is silly. That makes no sense to me. You sh- if you're going to trust somebody, trust teacher. The odds are in your favor, at least. At least. So, yes. So, Philip says, who's the best foreign volunteer in the American Revolution? And why is it uh, Tedius Kosciusko? Um, it's not. It is, hold on, the German von Steuben? Is that right? Von Steuben. It was the German von Steuben. That's who was the best foreign volunteer because he taught us our artillery and our marching techniques that we still use today. It was a German, not a Pole. Kosciuszko was a Pole. So, yes, no, um, it was von Steuben who was German. 
I know I'm biased, but fine, Philip. You didn't think I would know that. I did know that. See that? I still got a good memory. Absolutely, yes. Chuck says, when you were in your late uh, teens and 20s, was Neil ignoring the flag as common as today? No, it wasn't at all. It, it wasn't at all. Um, when I was, again, but then again, when I was younger, I was a Marine. And that, I mean, like the world would end if you were a Marine doing that. The, the world ends. I mean, that's, oh my God, the world ends. For those of you who don't know, if you're in a military base, um, every morning there's colors where the flag is raised and they, uh, they play colors. And if you're outside, you have to stop, face the flag if you see it. If you don't see a flag, you face the music. Depending on what you can see where you are, you stand at attention. Um, and you may salute if you see the flag or just stand at attention. To this day, I still sometimes stand at attention when I hear the national anthem. I still just stand at attention. And as a civilian, I'm not supposed to. I'm supposed to put my hand over my heart. But I still sometimes, out of habit of being a Marine, and I was a Marine like 30 years ago, I still sometimes literally lock my body and stand at attention. I still do it. So, no, I don't think it was that common at all. Um, but when I was a youngster, people were still burning flags. That was still a thing when I was a little kid. Like, I remember seeing it on TV, like five, six. I still remember pictures of burning flags. Vietnam War, they were still doing that. I still remember that those pieces. But, yeah. Rochelle says, I looked it up. There were four black congressmen in the 1940s, three from Illinois, one from New York. Yes, but in 41, thank you, Rochelle, for that. In 40, there's only one. There was only one. Yeah, somebody got mad at me. Thank you for that, Rochelle. Someone got mad at me um, when I did my uh, conversation with um, Dylan Burns. In fact, I'm going to do a – thank you for bringing this up, Rochelle. I'm going to do a show tomorrow on that. I'm going to talk about all the people who responded to me. People got mad, and they were like, Larry, you're telling me that if you were – you wouldn't have uh, supported America joining World War II? It's not what I said. What I said was, looking back at history, of course, I'm glad we fought World War II, fighting the Nazis was a good thing. And I said that. But he asked a specific question. He said, Larry, if you were there and we didn't and Germany didn't declare didn't declare war on us, would you have voted to declare war on Germany? Now, for those who don't know, we didn't declare war on Germany. Germany declared war on us four days after four, yeah, four days after Pearl Harbor was bombed. We declared war on Japan, not on Germany. Then Germany declared war on us. We didn't declare war on Germany. So he said, if Germany declared war on us, would you? And I said, Am I me? He said, what do you mean? I said, am I a black man from New York? He's like, well, yeah. I said, then no. He said, what? I said, I'm telling you the truth. I'm putting myself in those shoes. If I was a, I'd be the only black congressman in the entire Congress, segregated military, segregated force, segregated government, segregated life. They're still lynching my my, my brothers and sisters in the South. I'm going to care about some war in Europe if if I'm the only black congressman? No. I'm not going to all of a sudden decide to go to war with somebody. Now, if the Germans had attacked us, of course, I would have supported it. And if the Germans declared war, I would have supported it. And by the way, the one black congressman from Illinois at the time did vote to go to war with Japan because they attacked us. I would have done the same. If Germany had declared war on us or attacked us, I would have done the same. But if I, if Germany did not attack us or if Germany did not um, declare war, if I was at that time, that person, the only black congressman in Congress, in 1941, Jackie Robinson wasn't even part of the, there was still several you know, baseball teams. No way I would have voted for war at that point. I'm just saying the truth. I wouldn't have voted for that war. Japan, I would have voted for. Germany, I wouldn't have. I know it sounds horrible, but I'm just telling you what I think I would have done if I was in that, in that point. So thank you for bringing that, Rochelle. So uh, let's see here. John says, I graduated from upstate New York high school with Regents Diploma back in 09. I can confirm it's 100% useless. Yes. Never has a potential employer cared. 
a goal for students that waste time and effort. Yes. And that gives, and that gives, um, administrators jobs. hundred percent. Um, ah, yes. Von Steuben. Thank you, Tom. Yes, absolutely. That's totally correct. See, Tom knows that's the big one. Not Koskius. Koskius go impressive. Von Steuben more. Yes. Um, let's see if I can grab this here. Um, Mitch and Cotton Warren Project 1619. They do not want to add black people to history books, even though they deserve it, i.e. Private Henry Johnson or York. They made history but denied because of Jim Crow. Well, the, the, the problem we have is what I talked about earlier. There is a reckoning that comes with that. If you take out the, the CRT reckoning, I'm 100% on board with, with Project 1619. If you take out the reckoning part, the problem is it becomes, see, all you white people are bad. That's how this ends with CRT, right? That's how it ends. If we don't go there, bring it in. I'm not against it. So what? Let's do it. But now you have the opposite. The backlash of that is the opposite side. Whitewash it all. Whitewash it all. Both are wrong. The right answer is bring it in and stop punishing people. You can't say the system's bad than punish the individual. Either the system's bad or it's not. So, yes, absolutely. All right. Um, conversations get you banned and blocked these days. Oh, my God, Josh, you're correct. I wish you were wrong, but you are right. James says it was written during the war between 12. Yeah, I do remember that one, James. It was written then. I forgot what, what year it was. It's like 12 or 13. He was in a, he was a, a prisoner of a British. He was a, a, Brit, in a British. Yeah. Was it Fort McHenry? He was a prisoner of a uh, in a British warship, I think, during the siege of Fort McHenry. If I if I got my my history correct, um, and he he was saying how he saw it as he was looking out the windows uh, of his cell in his in a ship. That's when he wrote it, supposedly. So yes, um, the third verse referred to people being forced to serve in the British Navy. By contrast, our forces were fully volunteer. Well, there we go. I like that. Steve says, when I was last in school 20 plus years ago, we did learn a lot of hard truths about topics like slavery, racism, and Holocaust. It was in high school, Western New York, nowhere were we told that white people were currently racist just by existing. That's my point. That's how it should be done, Steve. I remember in the 70s, there were two series that came on TV that were so good. It was just TV. Roots and the Holocaust. Some of you who are old enough remember that, right? Roots came on, I forgot what year, 70, was it like 77? I forgot what it was. It was in that area, right? Whenever it was, it was in the 70s. Roots came out and it showed slavery for the harshness that it was. And a lot of people didn't like it. It made them feel bad. They didn't like it. But there wasn't all of a sudden a backlash against white people. But, you know, that's it. Now we hate white. That's not what happened. You know, it was coming out during that time. The Jeffersons. Yeah, good times. Cosby before he was a rapist. Right. The Fresh Prince was about to come on in like 10 years. Right. It was about 10 years, maybe give or take. Right. In that area. Right. So that stuff was about to start happening. So you could bring up slavery and watch the cruelty of it and go, OK, that's history. Let's accept that. OK, I got you without having to feel like everybody's evil. Right. The, the Holocaust, it was a series it showed brutality of the Nazis. Right. Against the Jews. That another TV series. And America watched that, too. Yeah, 1989, we united Germany, and we, we actually put it back into New York, New York City in 1990, was it? We had a German-American Pride Day again, which we had 
a race since 45. There was no American Pride Day in New York City. American Pride Day. Yeah, so you can accept history and not say, well, see what you did. That's not required. So people learn. And Steve, you learn about slavery. Good. We should learn about that and the Holocaust and all that stuff. A lot of hard truths without having to say, oh, now you're bad. That's great. We should do more. We should do a whole lot more of that. Yes. Christine says, this is the perfect opportunity to educate people about the third verse. It's removed from the anthem and the amendments to abolish slavery and civil rights. Christine, why aren't you a teacher? That's exactly right. Yes, exactly right. Dustin says, American symbol is the melting pot. I'm going to adjust that a bit. I don't like the melting pot that much. It's okay. I'm not, I'm not fighting it. I think a, a, a better one might be a quilt. I said it because we are different, right? Americans are different. Americans from certain areas, Americans from certain backgrounds, we are different. But we all weave together to make something beautiful and amazing, right? So I like the quilt more than the melting pot because we don't actually all become the same. We still are different, and that's a good thing. And a quilt that was all one color isn't a quilt, right? A quilt that's all the same, that's not a quilt. The best quilts have a bunch of things in them that show value, that have meaning and such. I feel like we're more of a quilt. So, yes. Lack of gratitude is bothersome. Wow, I like that. Lack of gratitude is bothersome. It is. I agree with you. It it makes me upset because it makes me feel like it makes me feel like we haven't gone anywhere. And for someone of my age, and if you've been around for about my age or so, you can remember what it was like in the 70s and the 80s and the 60s, maybe even. And see, it was it's very different. When when I came into school in the suburbs. I the, the teachers didn't want to put me in the best class I had the highest grades from my from my school in the city. And when I came out to they want to put me in a class. And my father was with me. And so my um, the the teacher says, yeah, you know, it's 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 you know, he's a he's a city kid. I didn't know what city kid meant. City kid was a euphemism for he was black kid. So we all put him in a lower class and he can work his way up, which means no. And my father literally said, no, no, test him now. My father didn't get mad, didn't yell and scream. He said, test him now. Test him now. You test him in front of him. Test him now. He fails the test, but in low class. He passed the test in the high class. I passed the test. They put me in the, in the highest class. Two black kids in the entire class. Two. Yes. Does that happen now? No. It's better. Patrick, you're right. Is our country perfect? No. Is it better? Yes. Absolutely, it's better. When my mom got a job, the title of her job, the official title of her job was Girl Friday. Some of you know what that means. Gal Friday. That meant office girl. Girl was your title. My mother was an adult woman, and her title was girl. That was in the 60s and 70s. Her title, her official title on her resume was office girl. That doesn't happen anymore. It's better. Is the workforce perfect for women? Clearly not. Is it better than being called an office girl? Yeah. 
All I'm saying is accept that things are better. Does it mean we stop and go, forget it, now it's fine. Women aren't cold office girls. Sexism over. I'm not saying that. But you're right, Patrick. Let's be grateful. It's better. And here's the best part. It's moving in a good direction, too. It's better. Yes. So, all right. See if I can get, get here. Um, Adam says, aren't we forgetting something? Why are we pushing revision, revisionist history? As you said, you can't compare people in the 1800s with morals and values that weren't even around their time. Yes. We, uh, we're like you guys. We use the term un-Australian for people who question the flag or founding of our nation or call the arrival of the First Fleet Invasion Day. However, the founding actually needs to be questioned. Yes, thank you, Adam. We can have a conversation. I'll go back to the, the, the issues, right? We can have a conversation. Yes, absolutely. So Christine says, having immigrant parents and grandparents are what many of us have in common. Yes. Yes, absolutely. John said, this guy thinks too deep to be on CNN. Are we sure this is CNN? It's why the only two people you almost ever hear me put on, ever, ever put, put on, is either Smokanish or him. Those are really, I mean, once in a while, you will see me like over the course of a year, maybe once or twice over a year, I'll throw somebody else from CNN on because once in a while they, they go back to kind of being journalists. It's a rarity, but it happens sometimes. Yes. So um, for every country, slavery is dark mark. It's true. Also true. Yep. Sam says, Key wrote the Star Swing Banger about the attack on Fort McHenry. Okay, good. I was right. Yeah, it's not about slavery. The third verse is about British Force Service, not about African slaves. Oh, is that right? I got to reread it again. I, I thought it was about slaves. Now I got to do some homework, Sam. You just gave me homework. See, teacher that you are, you just gave me homework. Okay, there we go. Yes. Um, well, you guys do not like Wilson. I agree. You're not going to hear me do that. What accomplishments did Wilson have? Um, let's see. He resegregated the military. He resegregated the, um, the, the, the government when it was desegregated. Um, let's see, he did that. What else did he do? Let's see. He bungled World War One. He did that. Made sure we wouldn't join the League of Nations. He did that. Uh, oh, those aren't accomplishments, are they? Those are all failures. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, He made sure we got the Fed. So there's that. Oh, that's failure, too. Oh, yeah. Um, see, income tax? Oh, yeah, failure, too. Man. Yeah, not, not good. No. He supported all that stuff. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, he hosted a viewing of Birth of a Nation, the most racist film the United States has ever produced. He hosted that, the viewing in the White House. He did that. Yeah, not good either. You're right. During his time, the Ku Klux Klan, if I'm not mistaken, marched uh, down the streets of Washington, D.C. So, yeah, no, that's... I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think, again, look, Fareed's Democrat, he's got to say something like that. I guess. I don't know. Something, Maybe. I'm sure it was something he did nice. Maybe he was nice to his wife, maybe. Patrick, maybe something. I don't I don't know. I'm sure someone could find something nice about Woodrow Wilson. I'm sure we look. Sam will do some homework for us, or he'll make me do homework one or the other. And maybe he'll find something that's nice about I'm sure there's something nice about the guy. Uh MW Knox says Woodrow Wilson was the worst president in American history. Yeah, we're not doing well in a Woodrow Wilson thing today. I'm with you. Yes. Um, was the LP convention the best convention you've attended? Um, you mean ever or this year? I, just, I didn't do many conventions this year. I think only three. I didn't do many this year. There's been years when I did 10, 12. Um, so this year I didn't do that many. So ever? No, not ever. I've, I've, not ever. But there were many conventions. 
So I don't know. But it was a good convention. It was a very good convention. It was the best Michigan convention that people talked about in a long time. So I think that's true. Yes. So Jefferson and Freedom Slaves. Th- thank you, Patrick. That's my point. That was a thing that was done then. Even slave owners would free their slaves. That was a thing that they did, right? That's how I can judge Washington. Not for owning slaves. For not freeing them when he died? Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, I can. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, I thank you for that, Patrick. I, I, appreciate, I appreciate that, you understanding where my head was there. Some people don't really know where my head is there. I'm glad you got that one. Yes. Uh, Thomas Paine better than just Washington. Maybe, but Thomas Paine wasn't president. So, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yes. Um, there seems to be more hope for CNN, at least on the weekends. I would agree, Tom. If 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 CNN decides to change their evening lineup, which they should because it's getting crushed in the ratings, they should probably try to pull somebody from the weekend into that time slot. They probably have a better um, a better uh, day to day show. I think they'd have better. Look, MSNBC does the left, Fox does the right. They got that covered. CNN's got nothing without Trump. CNN was the anti-Trump station. If you hated Trump. That was your station. Like, you could just go on. I want to feel like hating Trump today. Put on CNN. Someone's yelling how bad Trump is. Guaranteed, that's your station if you hate Trump. But now, with Trump not being president, CNN's struggling. What do they got now? They were literally the I hate Trump station. They don't have that. MSNBC hates everybody to the right. So it doesn't matter. If you're just a lefty, ah, it's fine. Go to MSNBC. You'll be fine. You'll be talking about how bad the Republicans are. It's all good. But CNN was the I hate. They would... They were Trump derangement syndrome in a TV station. They're in trouble now. Absolutely. So, all right. Um, the Blaze says, never knew about the anthem. I get why she's upset. I'd have uh, a bit more respect if the athlete, if she brought it up, slavery in Libya, the Obama-Biden calls of salvation, Trump calls in Yemen. No, I don't think that's her view. I don't think she should care about that. I know it sounds horrible, but that's not where her head is. Her head's about about America, which I'm okay with. My problem is she's gone to a level of, well, because the anthem, because a verse of the anthem that we don't use is racist, and according to Sam, it's gonna make me do homework, damn you, Sam, that that may not be racist, but that, okay, that people are taking racist. That's what I'll say. That people are interpreting as racist, that that's a reason to, hate the country or turn your back on the flag or or whatever the thing is no you don't like the anthem i have an idea maybe wear a shirt that says no third verse with a circle and a thing through it when you stand in attention for your thing and go what's that third verse thing and people would be looking at that that would make sense to me that that's a protest that goes uh, that's an effective imagine if she'd done that instead of doing what she did she did what all the other athletes do, stands there at attention, whatever, hand over the heart, whatever, or maybe just at attention, whatever, and she's got a shirt on that says no third verse or third verse racist or something like that, whatever she picks, whatever she does, right, right, something like that. Everybody would be like, what's that third verse about? What's she talking about? That would have been the talk. We'd be talking about the third verse and not talking about her. That's effective. They're like, wow, that's terrible. Huh, okay. Maybe we shouldn't think that Francis Scott Key's a great guy, but we still love our anthem. I mean, I think a lot of countries do that, and it's not the end of the world. 
So um, at one point, what we see as repulsive was normal back in the day. Yeah. Does me agree with it? I agree. Yes. I'm thinking about it. For over 100 years, America thought women shouldn't vote. Over 100 years. Like, women vote? It's fucking crazy. No way. Not crazy at all. Right? So now, do and in fact, before 1920, there were a lot of women who thought women shouldn't vote. This wasn't just a, uh, I mean, it was heavily, obviously, uh, a gender thing, but it wasn't the only gender. Absolutely. Yes. So, all right, uh, let's see. Uh, Rebecca says, even Christopher Jackson, who recently played Washington in Hamilton, said we should praise him for his accomplishments as well as them for what he did wrong. That's not crazy, Rebecca. That's what we should do. Yeah. That's what we should do. Absolutely. So, Christine, I don't have a problem with government DeSantis banning teaching of CRT in Florida. My worry here is how far does it go? I agree with you. I'm not concerned about it, teach, getting rid of it. My worry is, does that then equal whitewashing, right? That's my only concern. If it doesn't equal whitewashing, and we can go to what Steve was talking about, which is just learn about the history. Just learn about the history and not feel like you did it, right? If you just learn about the history, I'm in. If it's you got to feel like you did it and feel bad and repent for it, that's different. So my worry, Christine, I don't know this. This is only a concern. My concern is that then it moves to whitewashing, which I wanted to not do that. Just teach the history, learn about it, and go, you know what? Let's know so we don't do it again, so we can see the trends, so we can watch the bad stuff and go, oh, saw this before. Don't do this. That's my only concern. So yes. All right. Um, Torrent says, can we not just learn, teach history, and understand that's the past? Yes, Torrance, I'm with you, 100%. The bad people are dead. Can we focus on the future? Yes, yes, and yes. I agree completely. It's the right answer. I don't want to whitewash, but I don't want to do this, you know, now there's a reckoning, and when are we going to, oh, my God, nothing but bad. Nothing but bad. Yes. So I'm going to grab a couple of these here if I can. Uh, Let's see. Um, They aren't wrong, though. War does end terribly. Correct. Yes. There were uh, several movies about the, ball, the Battle of Stalingrad. Um, one of them was a German one called Stalingrad, a Russian one called Stalingrad, and the Americans had one called Enemy at the Gates. And the only one where it all ended terribly was the German one. <laughs> that was it. Yes. German was terrible. Like, everybody dies. Just terrible. Useless. Everybody dies. Nothing but bad. All bad. Yes. So, all right. Let's keep going here. I understand. I watched the movie Toro Toro Tori last week. It's interesting how they made the movie based on what happened. Yeah, absolutely. Toro, by the way, means tiger in Japanese. For those of you who don't know, yes, means tiger. Um, Josh says, We learned state and location when I grew up in Indiana. Oh, there we go. We didn't learn much prior to the white European farmer settling. I wish I knew more. Um, in New York, we do learn about Native Americans. That's a common thing. Yes. Uh, Michael says, my favorite art, uh, high school history class was AP Art History. It was there I realized that everything, science, music, culture, has a history, not just government and war. Ooh, I like that. Some, most people don't know this about me. I actually majored in art in high school. I know you can do that in high school in New York. I majored in art. 
Um, and I sold two of my paintings when I was 17 years old. I was a decent artist at, at 17. I stopped and I don't do any of that anymore. Now I teach my daughter to be an artist because I'm good enough to I'm good enough to teach a kid, if that makes any sense. That's like where I'm good enough. But once they become older, I'm out of my league, right? If you got a kid, I teach a kid art. You go past that, uh, someplace else. But I agree. Art history is very interesting because it does show you that very often art, whatever whatever the art was, was also a uh, a way of looking at what was happening, right? Of of the of the culture, absolutely. John says history of Germany on World War One and World War Two. Don't trust tyrants. Useful information today. Yeah, John, you're right. Absolutely, hundred percent. All right, uh, John says I'm glad to send his band CRT here in Florida. It's another reason why I'm glad I'm away from New York State. There we go. Again, all I'd ask is maybe keep your eyes open to make sure it doesn't go to everything is USA number one and nothing bad ever happened. It was perfect the whole way through. So, yes. My descent says, how can you teach questions? It'd be nice if you showed how. I don't know how you can teach a question. Um, Was that to me? What I would say is when you teach, you don't tell, you ask. That's how you teach questions, right? You ask as you're, as you're, as you're going down the road of anything, art, history, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. English, you can teach through questions. And that's how you begin to do that. You ask the people, you ask the kids, you ask the adults, whoever you're teaching, you ask them every aspect and you walk down different roads. What if this, what if that? I teach my daughter all the time, question the rules, right? Question the rules of the game. That's how riddles are solved by questioning the rules of the game. So you always want to start to question everything. I think that's how you do it. Right. So instead of saying, you know, let me tell you that, you know, America was, was discovered or America, you know, uh, was, uh, you know, started in, you know, July 4th, 1776. Instead say, how was a country created? How does that work? Right. Declaration of Independence. What does that mean? Why would you have people sign it? Like those are the types of things you would ask, right? Why would you require that? Why does that matter? All those, I think, is how you teach questions by doing that. Blaze says, at least George Washington put himself in harm's way. That's true. Unlike these generals and politicians who send their kids to war and go sit on weapons contractors' boards. Wow, terrible. But sadly, you're right. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, let's see here. History is important as truth. Truth is, I will never say the Pledge of Allegiance. Righties love regardless my explanations. I'm not. History is important as is truth. Truth is, I will never say the Pledge of Allegiance. Righties love regardless my explanations. Not sure where you're going with that one, Jonathan. I don't, I don't know where you're going with that one. I, I might need a little bit of clarification on that one. I'm not sure where that one's going. So, yeah. All right. Um... Mr. Dayton says, to drive the narrative for the future means you have to target the youth who are impressionable. Oh, yes. You are correct. I see it in my kids. Absolutely. 100%. Yes. 100%. So, now Sam's ordering me to Google stuff. All right, fine. You're my teacher, Sam. I'll do some homework today. Making me do work. Can't believe you. Yes. Corey says, we can all learn from history. We have so much available today, and we can all be better. Yes, yes, and yes again. I love this. Yes, absolutely, 100%. Joe says, I don't see athletes going to the Olympics for the purpose of representing my country. Huh. 
I see it as them showing to be the best at what they do. Also made for recognition and money and fame. Okay. I, I could see someone thinking that. But doesn't, I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm ignorant in this one, Joe. Doesn't the country, the nation, don't we as taxpayers and the country, don't we pay for everything? I think we do, right? They don't pay their own way, right? We pay for everything, right? And if we pay for everything, aren't you representing us? Aren't you kind of working for us? Am I, am I wrong with that logic? If you pay your own way and you do it yourself and it's all just you, or you get your own sponsor and your sponsors pay or whatever, right? You get some sponsors because you're that good. and So you wear a Nike shirt and they pay your way. Maybe I could see that. Maybe. But even if that's the case, if that's the case, then why do you go by nation, right? When you just go by individuals? I mean, you go by nations because the nation wins the gold, the silver, or the bronze, right? The, the nation wins it. And you know that we look at it by nations and that we do, you know, the standing and we do the anthems and all that kind of stuff. You know, march with all the, you know, whatever. I don't know. I could see them thinking that. It just seems silly to me to think that, right? I mean, don't. Everything about it is about nationalism. The entire system is that way. And you know what it is when you go there. And I'm pretty sure we pay for everything. I mean, I guess if you wanted to start your own country or something, and I don't know. You'd have to change the entire thing, wouldn't you? You'd have to make a system to where it's not based upon nations, that you could just go because you're great. And the country could pay you if it wanted to because you're way, you're going to wear the flag. Or you have a sponsor who sends you, right? You want whether Nike or whatever. I would say Nike because they sponsor everything. But it could be anything, Under Armour, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. This one's for you, Sam. Wait a sec. How is math racist? That one's for you, Sam. I want to answer that one. So, yes. All right. Uh, let's see here. Um, you guys still working on the custom emojis, the channel membership for YouTube channel. I know I got to. I got stuff I got to work on. Thank you, Michael. You're right. I need to. Yes. Um, I've talked, Joe says, I've talked to many teachers over the course of my campaigns. They're not fans of administrators. That is a common thing. Not just in Florida where you are, Joe. You're in New York, too. They say to themselves, and they're right. They say, why in the world did I bust my rump to go nuts to be ready to teach? When the second I come in and teach, I got a minister to tell me everything I have to do, making me cross their T's, dot their I's, and doing everything. Why? And I would argue the opposite, right? If if you're going to have administrators run everything, then why have Sam jump through hoops to be a teacher? If an administrator is going to control every part of your life, just hire high school graduates. Why give them any other skill set? They're going to be told everything to do. Why get a teacher with any credentials? If you're not going to let them teach, if you're not going to let them use everything they've learned in the classroom, well, then don't hire a credential teacher. Just hire a high school student who's graduated, guys graduated from high school, hire them. Done deal. Yes. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Joe says, Larry, tell me if I'm alone in my thinking. On the right, we have crazy QAnon Trumpers. On the left, we have full-blown commies, Antifa, and socialists. And then the Libertarian Party seems like anarchy or bust right now. Where do folks who just want limited government go? I feel like I have no party bandwidth. You can always come to me, Joe. I am here for you. I will take everybody because as long as you just want limited government, 
I don't care if you're QAnon, if you're a Trumpster, if you, even if you want voluntary socialism and you want to live on, uh, you want to live on some commune, I'm good with that too. I don't mind. You can live on your commune. I'll leave you alone. The Amish are cool with me. I'm cool with the Amish. You can do that too. I don't mind one single bit. You can come to me. We're still here. Just because some parts of the Libertarian Party are very aggressive right now, it doesn't mean the whole party is. The whole party isn't. So, yes, there's a part of the party that's here for you, Joe. You're not alone. I'm with you. Absolutely. Josh says, I live next to the Kosciuszko County in Indiana named in his honor. Ah, that's why. Well, I have a bridge here in New York called the Kosciuszko Bridge. So, yes, we have that here in, in New York City. So, yes, we, we have a bridge named, named after him. It's, it's a bridge that's in, is it Brooklyn or Queens? It's, I think Brooklyn. They, they border each other. I'm not sure if the bridge, it, it might, I'm not sure which one. Yes, in that area. Yes. Corey King says, when story been paid, uh, played a role with Gorham and Hamilton to get the Prussian king's younger brother to be our, our first. Is that right? Never heard that. It's an interesting story. I like that one. Yes. So um, I do want to go one second again. Hold on. Mate, you butchered his name. It's not Kosciuszko. It's not what it's called. Did I mess it up? All right. I messed it up. I thought it was, I thought that's what it was called. So, yes. Um, he helped during the Polish Civil War. He was a major influence on Washington. So, yeah. I mean, no. I'm not saying he was a chump. He was a heavy hitter. I'm just saying he's not much Steuben. You clearly, Adam. Ozinski, did I get it right? Ozinski, I'm gonna butcher that one too. Sorry. Um, clearly, you have a couple of Polish ancestors in your um, in your uh, history. I have some German ones, so I think we are uh, both a bit biased on each part of Europe that we're concerned about. Yeah, I, I, I think we are. Yes. Ryan says the flag means nothing if the Constitution is being crapped on. Agreed. Agreed. Constitution critical. Number one. Constitution number one. Agreed, 100%, absolutely. Guys, I do. I did say earlier, I wanted you to like, comment, and share. Please to do that. It's important. But there's something else. You know I have a sponsor. What about sponsors? People sponsor people to go to the Olympics? Well, someone sponsors this show too. It's the Advocates, the Advocate for Self-Government, theadvocates.org. Please click on the world's smallest political quiz. It's that one in, in the actual uh, description now. If you haven't taken it, please Go now. Click that link and take It's like a minute. Click it, take the test, and then share it. You do that. It makes my sponsors happy. If you haven't taken it in several months, take it again. See if you still were in the same area. If you did it like last month, don't do it again. But if you did it like several months, do it again. Share it again. Do it again. Share it again. It makes my sponsors happy. That's why they sponsor the show. It allows us to do a whole lot of stuff that we're doing. In case you hadn't noticed, we have podcasts now. Click that link, the Linktree link here in the description. Go right to our page, the Linktree page. You can see where our podcasts are. The book is going to come out for um, for pre-order this month. You can you can go to the check out what the book's called, what's going on in the book right now. You can check all kind of cool stuff. Check out our, our Zazzle store. Get some merch if you want. Whatever's your thing, you can do that right now. But that only happens because of our sponsors. So please, world's smallest political quiz. If you haven't taken it in months, take it again. And share it. It does matter. And if you said, Larry, I just took it last week. Okay, great. Then give me some cash. Don't mean 10 bucks a month. Head over to patreon.com slash sharpway. Give me 10 bucks a month, 25 bucks a month, whatever you got. If you got the big dollars for those administrators that you haven't hung up on me and quit. Don't mean 100 bucks a month. You're making 300 k a year. You give me 100 bucks a month. You'll be fine. If, you, if you're making that kind of cash, if you're making three, four $400,000 a year, 
throw me hundred bucks a month. You can handle it, right? Please do that. It'd be awesome. If not, no worries. 10 bucks is fine. Whatever you can swing, please do that. It does matter. And no matter what, of course, always like, comment, and share. If you want to follow me on my cool things, follow me on Twitter if you haven't already, The Sharp Way. Follow me on Facebook if you haven't, The Sharp Way. And subscribe to my YouTube page, The Sharp Way, if you haven't already. It does matter. Let me grab a couple more comments if I could. You guys going back and forth on this one. I love this one. Uh, let's see here. Um, here. Um, does your color really matter for that decision? I'm not sure what decision you're talking about. I'm, it might be for somebody else. I'm not sure. So I'm not sure what that is. So yeah, let me keep going here if I can. Um, let's see. Um, so the song is about a battle, not slavery. Did not fight the British to keep slavery. Both groups had slaves and treated them poorly. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Yes. Josh says, it's good you are honest, Larry. Easy for people to easily condemn slavery and racism today versus the social norm and pressures of past times. We don't know. We weren't there. Clearly, it was tough, Josh. I think you're totally right. Look, Lincoln, Lincoln, without question, bounced both ways, right? He bounced on more abolitionist side, bounced more towards abolition, you know, bounced towards, you know, equality, bounced. Why did he do it? Because he was feeling it out. He was deciding what's the right answer. I'm not sure what the right answer is, right? I mean, that was a real thing for him to kind of figure out, right, what was going on. Yeah, it's not easy. And that was 1860s. We're talking about 1770s. Right? Of course. You can't judge them by that. You just can't. But you can still say what. Here's what I'm sure of. Everybody listening. Josh, you. Sam, you. Joe, you. Christine, you. Me. All of us. We've all done things we regret. Because we're human. That's it. We've done things that we regretted. And we wish, man, I wish I had said that. Wish I had done that. I knew better. What was I thinking? Of course, that's just human. Does it mean we're bad? It means we screwed up. Or maybe we did something bad and we thought it was right. And we still think it's right. And it was messed up, but we were angry. And we're still angry. We're just doing it. And I'm doing this thing that I shouldn't be doing. Okay. Doesn't mean you're a bad person. It means it's something that you're human. You did something that you probably should have done. And maybe you're still doing it because you haven't figured it out yet. Maybe. Maybe you never will. Maybe you never will. Right? I, I look at my father. And my father, in, our, in, in the last years with, with my mother, was a very good husband the last couple of years. First couple of years, he was a bad husband to my, to my mother. Cheated on her. He was not good to her. The last couple of years, he was before he passed away. And he still did bad things. I still loved him as my father. He taught me how to be a man. I still love him. And he did bad stuff. And for some of that stuff, I don't even know if he was sorry. I don't know if he was. I don't know. I know he figured out that he loved my mom and that the only way he can keep her is to stop being bad. Did you do it because he felt bad? I don't know. My mother never shared that with me. And I was too young to understand it. I don't know. Just a man. Just a human being. Like all the rest of us. So, yes. So, all right. Let's see if I can keep going down here. Um, uh, Jonathan says Dave Champion has a good video on the pledge and the anthem and how they aren't at, uh, as old traditions as people believe. Yeah, that's very true. A lot of those things are true. We've, we've made a lot of changes. Yes, absolutely. So, and it doesn't mean it's bad too, right? It also doesn't mean it's bad. I mean, it could be, but maybe it isn't. Yes. So, all right, here. Uh, Michael says uh, it's one thing teaching history. And then when we teach history, it's, it's a lot harder to teach history correctly. Ooh. And also, 
it's also tougher to teach history to where people believe it matters, right? To where it's not just numbers. Numbers matter, but it isn't just numbers. Paula says, I was in the fourth grade when Rusev broadcast on network TV. Yes. You remember, Paula. I was a kid, too. I was in elementary school also. Absolutely. I went to a predominantly white school, and it was all we talked about. Yes, even as kids. I don't know quite how to put it, but it was a great history lesson for people who don't know that much about dark time in our country's history. Paula, thank you. This shows, yet again, for all you people who think government's the only answer, that the private sector, literally entertainment industry, was better at teaching history than our school system. Yeah, was better than our school system. So Paula and her friends in the predominantly white school didn't think, oh my God, we're evil white people because they didn't own slaves and neither did Paula's parents or any of her friends' parents. None of them did. But they could still accept that, man, that's horrible. That shouldn't happen. That shouldn't have happened. And maybe now I have some empathy for the black kids in my school. And that's it. No, I said empathy. I didn't say sympathy. I didn't say sympathy. I said empathy. Maybe I got some empathy for the black kids in my school now. All right. Good. What a home run that would be. Yes. So, yes. All right. Um, Ryan says, now that Cosby's a free man, can you have him on the show and ask him all the Epstein-Clinton questions before he suicides himself? Oh, Ryan, look at you starting trouble. Look at you starting trouble. Um, I'm going to move on. I'm not going to answer that question. I'm not. I went, AMA, I have to answer, don't I? Okay. Um, he wouldn't come on my show, but I'll tell you what I'll do. I will actually reach out. I'll have my team reach out and we'll see if he'll come on. He's not coming on, but I'll do it. I will. Yes. Dustin says, Ooh, I like the quilt. Yes, I like the quilt too. That's always my favorite one, was the quilt thing. I do. Yes. Rebecca says, I remember my third grade teacher said, instead of a melting pot, America's like a salad. Ooh, I like that. A salad's good too, separate but still mixed together. I like salad too. I'll take either one of those. I think I thought of quilt because quilt looks pretty and beautiful. I but I like the salad one also good. Yes, absolutely. Speaking of quilts, have you read Mencius Mencius Molberg's Patchwork? I have not. Is that homework for me too? I got Sam. Look what you did. Now you got Rochelle giving me homework. <sighs> you guys. All right, I got all kind of homework now. Yes. That's funny. I love that. All right. Uh, where am I here? Uh, let's see here. Nixon says, I got my master's in education with a concentration in social studies. During my time, during my time student teaching, we used to teach it as a salad. Ah, there we go. Lots of different things all mixed together, but keeping the individual flavor. Look at that. See that? I like the salad one. That works. Rebecca, I like Dixie's with you. I like it too. Yes. John says, roots with his physical violence, punishment, and ridicule of slaves was life-changing. You forgot Sanford and Son. Oh, I, yes. Thank you. Yes, Sanford and Son. Also a great series. The Jeffersons were, were crazy spinoff of the Archie Bunker. Archie Bunker had 14. Is that right? 14 spinoffs. Wow. Wow. I didn't realize it was that many. But yeah, there were a lot. And the funny thing is, you couldn't do Archie Bunker today. Get canceled. Archie Bunker was a parody of the racist... You know, World War II vet who was an old guy based sitting in a chair going, get off my lawn, you people. It was, it was a parody of that. And it was very valuable. People saw themselves in it. They saw their friends in it. It was a mirror for some people. And for others, it was a window. It was a very interesting show. Again, all I would say, and I've said this before, and this is very important. 
The government's war on drugs and war on poverty too, but more the war on drugs. The war on drugs was so devastating for the black community in America. Imagine if you would, if any of you can remember, if you've been around long enough to know this, imagine if there was no war on drugs. Never happened. No arresting black kids for pot, no crack cocaine, none of that. Just regular life. And what America saw, what white America saw, wasn't gangbangers and cops and black thugs. They didn't see that. What they saw was the Jeffersons, Sanford and Son, Good Times, right? Family Matters, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. They saw that Cosby before he was rapist. Right, Cosby, they saw all of those. That's what they saw. That became, if you were in a predominantly white neighborhood, then that became your image of black families. Oh, my God. It would change how the country saw black people in general. It changed everything. I remember Colin Powell was in it. He wrote a book, uh, My American Journey, years ago, 20 years ago, maybe. Um, and he was in an interview, and, and he was talking about the idea that he preferred Ozzie and Harriet to cops. And he's like, what? Ozzie and Harriet was racist. He's like, yeah, but at least Ozzie and Harriet, it was a black family. America saw a black family, not a black single mother and a, and a gangbanger. They saw a black family. And he wanted America to see black families. That's what he wanted. I agree with Colin Powell. So I, I, you're completely correct, John. There was a, we were going well. And we still are. There's a lot of people who see black families now. But the war on drugs has done so much damage, right? So much damage. Absolutely. So, yes. All right. Corey says, yes, harsh history. Bamber Ridge, England, late June 43. Americans brought the segregation and Brits got fed up. Posted black troops only signs in the pubs. Some call, some call, result of riot. Others battle between black servicemen and Brits. And what I remember that story. Yes, I do, Corey. I remember that story. Absolutely. Yes. That was a, that was a tough one. We, we, we. Remember, you, you asked me, although, I'm sorry, um, Dylan asked me about that question. If I was a black man in 1941 and Germany did not declare war on us, would I be in favor of going to war with Germany? I, Japan attacked us. Yes. Germany, I've been like, so I can have that happen? Why would I? Yes. So, all right, so I keep going here. Um, People need to read a book on Calvin Coolidge. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yes, absolutely. He also removed many blacks from Is that true? I didn't hear that. Oh, my God. We just hammered Wilson. Oh, my God. Yes, there we go. Yes. Impeach Wilson after FDR. Well, you should go in order, Tom. Let's do Wilson first, right? Let's go in order. Wilson, then we do FDR. Wilson first. Let's go in order. Let's be fair. Wilson came first. So, yes, there we go. Um, the only accomplishment that Wilson had was to style of clothes. Hey, he did look dapper. I'll give him that. I mean, I give the guy credit. He did look good. That's true. Okay, so see, Andrew found something. I knew somebody would find something good. There's there's your thing. See? There's your thing. Jonathan says, good times. Yes, that was another great show. Absolutely. Redlining is a problem. Absolutely true. Yes, there are many. I'm... I wasn't saying it, it was only the war on drugs. I was saying that's the biggest one, right? That's the biggest one. John says, cancel Archie Bunker so don't get the Jeffersons. You're right. You're right, Josh. If we cancel Archie Bunker, we don't get the Jeffersons. We don't get Jeffersons. 
who knows what else we don't get. Very true. Absolutely. Yes. Jay, I'd love to see you on the Roommates podcast. Well, help me out. Help me out. Tweet him. Let him know. Absolutely. So, or maybe Thaddeus. I should know. I have uh, fam in the hat country. I'm not sure what that one is. Sorry. Larry, can you do a segment focusing on the war on drugs? I can. But for those of you who want me to hear my view on the war on drugs, you can just Google Larry Sharp, Columbia University, war on drugs. I did a uh, about a half an hour segment at Columbia in 2016, I think, 2017, um, on, on both the war on drugs, war on terror. It was a presentation I did in Columbia. You can watch that. It's about a half hour, maybe, give or take. It's actually shorter. So, yes. Paul says, Carol O'Connor and Sherman Hemsley. Yes. Carol O'Connor, for those you don't know, was all in the family. Sherman Hemsley was uh, the Jeffersons. Both said they hated playing those characters. Wow. Carol was not at all racist, and Sherman said he hated yelling honky and was close to a hippie than an ambitious business owner. Ooh, interesting. Well, they were good actors then. See? They were good actors. Absolutely. Jonathan says, it wasn't foreign for me to see black faces on the TV growing up in the 90s. Yes, absolutely. I remember, was it? I'm trying to remember. Um, there was a, I went to some show. I don't remember, some show in New York. It was like a, a late night show. You get free tickets to go. And I forgot, it. I went in with my wife. Um, this is probably 15 years ago. It was before my, my second daughter was born. And so we go in. And for those of you who have been to one of those shows, there is a comic who comes out and warms the crowd up. That's a common thing. Like they'll bring a common out, comic out and he'll warm up the crowd. So um, one of the comics, he's black. And he comes out and he says something like, all right, guys, you know, I'm going to give you a free T-shirt. If anyone can sing um, the entire um, lyrics to Fresh Prince. Over half of the people could sing it and they sang it all together. And most of them were white women. True story. Most of them were white women. And they all sang it in unison. I was like, oh, they knew it better than I did. I was embarrassed. I was like, and this is what, story, what was, I was messing it up. They were like, they all sang it better than I did. And most of the audience was white women. I was like, wow. So yes, Jonathan, I get it. That was a wake up call for me. I was Wow, I couldn't believe it. I was blown away by that. Blown away by that. So good. Yes. That's <laughs> funny. Um, Philip says, the worst part of the war on poverty and drugs was the destruction of social capital in many parts. Yes, absolutely. Rural poor inner cities have experienced the same destruction of families, churches, neighborhood businesses, all those things. Yes, absolutely. Yes, 100%. So um, let's see if I can come on one more. Um, Andrew says, the freshman of Bel Air is such a catchy song. It is. Absolutely. Yes. 100%. Guys, as I said before, do me a favor. Like, comment, share. It does matter. I do appreciate all the time you guys give me. I do so much. By the way, I will be on Clubhouse tonight in about a half an hour. So I got I to gotta bail now. Be on Clubhouse about a half an hour. If you want to see me on Clubhouse, I will be there. Um, I'll be talking to them. I'll grab some to eat and jump on Clubhouse. Thank you so much for tonight. Tomorrow, I'm going to be doing a response to all of the people who are uh, all the commenters who took a nice steaming dump on me from Dylan Burns's place from his YouTube page. So if you want to watch that, that'll be tomorrow at seven. We talked about that. And tomorrow afternoon, I have my a free solution radio show at noon out of West New York. I will see you all very soon.